0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, welcome back uh, to a new episode of Grown up gay with your boy Vaughn and
1: the one and only yo Malik.
0: So, Malik, how have you been in the past week since the last episode? You know, have you been gobble-gobble eating on some turkey? I've been
1: gobble 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday, you guys, and I I don't feel stuffed, thank God. But I did have about three plates of, of Thanksgiving. Damn! In, 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 one, in one setting. You did that. In one setting.
0: Uh, You 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 came you came prepared you you came ready. I I didn't eat
1: breakfast. I didn't do anything. I was ready to chow and get into that food. Everything was amazing. Thanksgiving was fabulous. I had such a good time. Um, fellowshipping with my family and catching up. You know all that good stuff. My family came in town from Savannah, so that was fabulous. And you know the week, you know leading up to Thanksgiving was just. You know a normal traditional work week for me, working grinding it out. Um, I audition at a new yoga studio, which I'm so grateful about, and they love me. So I start there actually Saturday. I'm teaching. congratulations! Thank you, friends. I'm teaching at 4:30 on Saturdays at seven yoga in Kirkwood. So come on out this Saturday and work off that turkey, work that turkey off. You need it. But uh, that's dope. You know so the week before we talked about uh, on our last episode the, about black women and our experiences mm-hmm. with them so and I I talked about my status being HIV positive on, the, on that last episode and so I just wanted to thank everybody who's been reaching out to me and DMing me and um you know almost like congratulating me I really appreciate your support and um I appreciate how well it it was received, you know, and... It really was, and it was beautiful to see. Yeah, and and, and I hope to talk about that more, not only in the show, but just more in life, you know, because it's really important, you guys, to um, have as many voices for things and representation as possible, Mm -hmm. because that's how we really are able to see things from from a different lens, when it's a little bit more familiar to us. So I'm going to continue to talk about it. It won't be the first time, and um, again, just thank you... Thank you for, you know, receiving it so well and supporting me and sending me kind messages. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It was really beautiful to see. Even um my best friend, she <laughs> she called me and she was like she was like texting me as she was listening to the episode at work <laughs> and it went from her being like, Oh to like the stuff that I was saying about her to like Oh my god, Malik and she was like, I'm so proud of him. He's so brave for, you know, um, opening up and, and and letting everyone know his status and she was like so appalled by how um old girl oh, try um
1: just raggedy yeah raggedy raggedy, raggedy. that
0: raggedy bitch <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but yeah it's been really beautiful to see and like you said it's very important to have as many voices um as possible you know for that segment of the community because people have still have such a uh ignorant uh um, you know, outlook on, on being positive and to see someone that's healthy, that's active, that's, you know, living their best life in multiple ways. You know, I think it shows that the people that like, look, especially for the younger people, and, and that's a lot of what this podcast is for, um, for people that are starting to navigate the space or have already navigated the space. But for those that are starting to navigate the space, if you do happen to be positive, I think it's good to see that like there's it's not just death. It's not it doesn't have to be a death sentence. It doesn't have to, to, to alter your life to a point where you can't live a, a normal, happy, healthy, you know, life. You can still thrive. You can still conquer. You can still be that bitch. Like, exactly. It's not the end of you. So it's really, it is really good to see um, how positive uh, everyone has been in regards to that. Yeah. That's been beautiful to see.
1: I agree, friend. Thank you. Yeah. And what about um, your turkey day? How was your weekend?
0: Um, I've been good, I've been grinding, like, on some, <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for how I've been for the past week Um, I didn't do anything for Thanksgiving, I have two aunts in New York, but one lives more so in Connecticut than New York And the other one lives in Queens, um, and the one that lives in Queens, she went to Florida for Thanksgiving So I spent Thanksgiving by myself, but I absolutely enjoyed it, I slept, woke up, uh, slept in, Woke up, went to the gym, um, like worked my ass off in the gym. Like I burned like an extra 300 calories yes. more than I have been. Um, came home and like honestly, <laughs> I made myself breakfast and I passed out. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if it was because like I, I burned those extra 300 calories and I was doing like weights and stuff. But I, I, I slept so good for like a good three hours and then I woke up, uh, cleaned. Clean my room, you know, organize some things, started looking at, you know, my finances, trying to get stuff situated for the next year. Um, and then just chilled, like, all day. And then my cousin and I bought some things for our apartment, you know, the good old Black Friday sale. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. My, honestly, I didn't do much shopping for Black Friday because I'm being very responsible um, as far as finances go. So I did my Black Friday shopping last week, if you will. I gave myself a budget. And I bought some things. And it all came today. Um, so it was kind of like I went Black Friday shopping. Like, I'm sitting on my bed with, like, $200 worth of skincare yes, and, like, beauty stuff. Um, I went to Soko Glam. If anybody knows Soko Glam, it's a, they actually have a really, really bomb sale going on right now. Um, that's 30% off the entire site, plus you get a gift. I don't feel bad about buying it the weeks i did because everything that i bought was already well not everything but the things that i bought were already on sale and the discount for them right now is like five dollars so i don't really feel like i missed out on anything but i bought i bought so much stuff and Um, ask
1: for that price adjustment which i received say hello um
0: (laughs) it's it's honestly not even it's it's probably like ten dollars in total so i'm really not trying to stress her not for ten dollars but um i'm really trying to get my I'm really trying to live my, life, my best life Like That's, that's my, my focus right now I've been getting up and going to the gym At 5 o'clock in the morning Which I never thought I'd be that person To get up at 5 and then go to the gym you your But
1: Beyonce.
0: <laughs> But that's, that's who I've become Because the gym is so empty in the morning And like it feels really good to have a good workout And then like come home, go to work and come home from work And not have to do anything Because um, when I go to the gym in the evening It's like mad niggas And granted they are fine you know, they are great to look at, see, right? but I'm not trying to like <laughs> wait 10 minutes to get on one machine or like that awkward when you stand around, you don't know if someone's getting off or get like, I don't have time for that. I'm already awkward enough. you
1: waiting for you to get
0: off? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm already awkward enough. I'm like extremely socially awkward, so I don't need any more awkwardness. So getting up at five and going to the gym, um, although, can I just say it is cold as fuck. Oh, so cold. Let me interrupt everything to say it is cold. I bet. Boots. It's- Timberland, Chelsea, thigh high. It is cold as every boot, bitch. Like it is, it is cold. Chelsea thigh Timberland, Chelsea and thigh high, and the ankle boot. Like it is every boot. Like it is cold every boot outside, and I don't have time for it. And like, I know like what I signed up for when I moved to New York. But like, let me see how cold it is. Like my apartment, my uh, my bedroom in my apartment faces the window, right? So, it is so cold that, like, I woke up this morning and there's, like, water on the, the window. Oh, yeah. And that shit is frozen. It's frozen? Yes. Damn. Like, it is cold. Like, <laughs> unnecessarily cold. So, it's it's been, like, weird adjusting to have to wear, like, a sweater, a jacket, another jacket, <laughs> gloves, and, like, three pair of pants, and, like, three socks. Like, all of that I'm still adjusting to, and I'm, like, still buying... Um, like, oh, I'm buying these, like, Sherling socks That I cannot wait, wait that's, to get
1: that's gonna be Because
0: Very I, I cannot wait to get them Because ever since I've lost weight My extremities, my fingers, and my toes Cold as hell Like, I get cold I don't know if it's because I don't eat a lot of meat So my iron is low I might be, like, one of your aunties or cousins that have to start taking iron pills Because <laughs> I really, really <laughs> Let me tell you something I'm Jamaican Like, regardless of how long i've been in america my spirit is still very much an island and i just i can't i, I don't know if i want to make it but um but yeah i've i've been <laughs> i've been getting up at five and going to the gym and i'm already starting to see like a little bit of results so i'm very proud of myself um so yeah that's been my week though i've been just grinding and trying to be fine you know and trying my best that's to, it. to be fine listen that's <laughs> it.
1: like stay fine keep grinding I was just thinking about the other day, I've been I've been doing like the fruit and vegetable smoothie thing the past few weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's going really well, um, but...
0: Have you noticed your skin brightening at all? It's so skin brightening,
1: first and foremost. Yes. fruits and vegetables and water, it, it's so good for your... It's just good for your overall health. Um, Absolutely. But it's so skin brightening, and I was just thinking like, damn, you have to have a lot of discipline, because I'd be wanting burgers. Right. <sighs> It's hard, but we shall overcome. <laughs> we shall overcome.
0: It's funny that you mentioned the juicing, though, because I'm actually um, going to get back into juicing come next year, which I'll talk about that when we get into our get-together, so I'm going to let Malik take over and start yes, first. Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: so this week's get-together. it Together. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this guy named John Chow. Uh, this story broke just yesterday about mm. this forgive me john chow he is um a missionary and he travels the world you know trying to you know teach people about the gospel of jesus christ right well mm-hmm. this guy was off of the coast of india
0: oh my gosh <laughs> this, i know this story okay, okay go, ahead, go ahead so the guy is off the coast <laughs> bitch they got him together they got i'm sorry
1: together oh my gosh
0: okay so the guy
1: is off the coast of india and he goes, out. Uh, he attempts to reach out to the remote uh, Sentinelese tribe, which is uh, at the, and- I think it's the Andaman Island in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to teach them about Jesus, like I said. And so essentially he had been trying to connect with these people for a few weeks. And so he had had different fishermen uh, take him out there. Well, the first time they, they took him out there, he got in a canoe and he canoed and boated himself to the island he ended up returning back to the fishermen with all kind of arrow wounds from you know the islanders trying to keep him away from their land well he ended up returning again the second time he returned you guys the fisherman found his ass um the the fishermen were actually able to see him being like drugged to by the um tribe people, the
0: Sentinelese, yeah,
1: to be buried, and it's just like that land has been restricted for it's been restricted since the beginning of time. Like, people have never been welcomed there. The country of India they have laws protecting these people, like, not only protecting them from us, but protecting us from them because their immune system is different, their their diseases. That their body can't fight because they haven't been exposed. So the reason why people want to keep them away is it's, it's for us and them. I think it's just so dumb that he would want to go <laughs> over there knowing that it's illegal. And you guys, by the way, he's now dead. Um,
0: oh, yeah. They, they, got, they like, like I said, they got they him, got him,
1: him the good. Like, I'm sure they arrowed him, they got stabbed his ass him to death and it's just it just really sucks that you know you want to do you want to do good work you want to you know they call it gift giving when you bring these uh indigenous people gifts from outside but the thing is that stopped in the 80s from from what i was being reading like no one has brought this particular tribe of people gifts since the 80s so it's like the fact that you thought that you were gonna go out there by your lonesome self on this deserted remote island, and bring people gifts when you know you aren't supposed to be out there, get it together. Like, come on. Like,
0: I mean, heart. Listen, listen. He was feeling his Christopher Columbus beat. Yeah. And they said not, beating- not with my goddamn, yes. not with my goddamn <laughs> people, bitch. They, they said y'all could try that shit with the native of the Americans, but not over here with the real Indians, bitch. We. I mean- and then I think the thing that I love about it is like they're they're Afro Indian, like they're black yes. people. Yeah. Regardless of it being in India, those are black people and they weren't with that shit. They said, y'all might, y'all, y'all might have got North America and Europe with that shit, but not over here. Yeah, we're not doing that over here. You can keep your Jesus Christ. We're, we're quite fine.
1: I mean, keep all that missionary shit over there. Don't it don't into our island. Um, Right, you guys rest in peace to John and his family. It's the holidays. I'm sure they were. I just, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sure they were torn up knowing their son is dead. But still,
0: it's it's one of those things where it's like, yo, how entitled are you? You're gonna go save these? What 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 are you saving them from?
1: I guess from the pits of hell. That's just that white. No, like
0: that's what I'm saying. That's that patriarchy Uh shit. Like you, mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. All you had to do, Jon Snow, or whoever, whatever your name is. Chow, I think. Was, <laughs> was <laughs> drink your water and mind your business. And now you're dead. Mm-hmm. All because you wanted to bother these people. Like, mind your business. Mind, just, I just, just, just mind your business. Well, I'm, when I, right. When I read the story, I was, I couldn't help but laugh because it's on Thanksgiving that I saw the story, or the day before Thanksgiving that I saw the story. And I was like, see? Y'all y'all you thought Yeah. You could you, do this shit hundreds of years you ago you thought, do it again now. You thought that no. your
1: privilege was so strong right. that it would reach a remote island off the coast of India. No.
0: And then I love that they warned him, like, hey girl, we're not gonna kill you the first yeah, time. He, we're he gonna, he gonna fuck you up.
1: It, and he still went back.
0: We're gonna you know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna, we gonna give you a little bit, a little but taste, if you come back. Right. <laughs> <little bit> <laughs> we'll give you an appetizer. <laughs> but if you come back home, you're the full <laughs> meal and dessert. <laughs> Like, the, you went from appetizer to the full... Like, you know how you're in the food court and they give you, like, the little ch- the little um, toothpick uh, sample? yeah. That's what they gave his ass the first time. But he... Right? The, the second kid. time they gave his ass... The second time they gave his ass the full <laughs> meal with four sides <laughs> and a dessert, they wrapped that shit up, gave him a to-go drink, and it was like, Yo, you know... Because you're gonna keep playing with us. We told you. Right. They, like... <clears throat> I know. Rest, I mean, rest, rest in peace or whatever, but mind your business. Hopefully, you're minding your business in wherever you yeah. are now. But So, listen to this. They week. got him together. All in
1: all, get it together. Mind your business.
0: <laughs> That's a great yeah. one. Um, my get it together for this week. I'm sorry. I'm still. I know. <laughs> I should not be laughing at someone dying, but it's, I'm sorry. Okay. My get it together for this week um, is don't wait. For any resolution mm. um, Whatever you have planned for the next year However you want to better yourself Do not wait for any Resolution and honestly The the, the, biggest part, the biggest part of that is You have to sacrifice for the things that you want out of life It can be very easy to like Say you want things And, and continue to put it in the universe And think that things are going to manifest for you Because you know Especially in today's day and age where you have so many people talking about manifestation or, you know, the laws of attraction, which I'm sure are all things that are real. I believe in them. However, you know, I feel like you have to do the work in order for those things that you want to manifest to come to fruition. And I think that's one of the things that I've definitely learned over the past three weeks is that like you, I mean, I've known this, right? Especially as someone that's been on a weight loss journey for, for like two plus years now. I know you have to sacrifice to get the results. Um, that you want out of life but it can be very easy to like live in purgatory if you will and like that passive-aggressive kind of do the work but not really do the work or do the work but not really commit to certain aspects of it Um, and that's something that I have like I said in the past two weeks really gotten a hold of myself and and I'm really proud of myself for how I've been taking that change and like I said getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym um, eating cleaner and just staying focused and not allowing like Thanksgiving could have easily deterred me. Like I, I was like you know, maybe I have some. I love sweet potato pie. I love pumpkin pie. I got a whole pie for it. See, see, I was gonna go to, to the to the store and get myself, um, like you, you know, one of those slices. Yeah. The bigger slices. I was gonna get myself one of those and like treat myself to that for Thanksgiving. And I was like, Do I really want to do that? You don't need so it. I decided to nut Right. So I just baked a sweet potato, added a little ground cinnamon and some honey and butter on it. And I was like, That's gonna be my sweet potato pie yes, for that's what the this fuck Thanksgiving. You, do,
1: friend? you don't need that bullshit. You make it work.
0: Right. Exactly. And like that that's that. So um, yeah, just you have to sacrifice for things that you want out of life. I know me personally, uh, come January, I'm going to be going even harder because, you know, spring is coming.
1: Yes, it is. Um,
0: and I want to get back into juicing. I know that's another sacrifice I'm going to have to make. It takes time and it's, you know, takes, you know, dedication. But I really want to get back into juicing because when I was juicing, I saw the benefits all in my skin, in my body, like everywhere. It wasn't just, you know... My weight, like I said, I, I, I saw the benefits, my skin cleared up, my skin was brighter, which is why I asked Malik earlier, um, has your skin gotten brighter? Because I remember when I was juicing, my skin was far more vibrant because of all the vitamins that you get from, from juicing vegetables and fruit. Um, so I'm getting back into juicing come January and I'm still on my four months of focus. So if anybody else out there is still on your four months of focus, if you need any advice, if you have any questions, if you need any help, any tips... You know, I'm not, um, the baddest of the bitches when it comes to the, to this health shit, but I can help you if you need it. So that's my get it together for this week. You have to sacrifice for the things that you want out of life.
1: Nothing is going to come without work.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Practice Absolutely. becomes firmly grounded, firmly grounded when rooted, uh, and practice without breaks with in all earnestness. So absolutely no break absolutely. keep going it'll
0: happen for yeah. you absolutely so with that being said we're gonna take a slight break and we'll be right back with y'all hey y'all hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far if so please be sure to follow us on our social media the instagram is grown up gay g-r-o-w-n up gay our twitter is growing up gay underscore and our website of course is grownupgay.com now let's get back into this week's episode Okay, so this week's grown up gay. If you are a new listener to the podcast, um, the grown up gay segment is where we kind of focus. That's the main focus of the podcast. We tend to discuss topics um, related to growing up gay, as the as the you know podcast is titled. Um, we discuss everything from like personal life things to fun topics. Um, this week, I wanted to do some something a little. More fun. We've kind of had a few heavier topics for the past weeks. Um, so, I want to discuss Stan culture. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you are a gay man of any age, <laughs> then you stand for someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, hell, straight niggas stand for athletes. Athletes. So, like, we all stand for somebody or something, right? Um, so, I wanted to discuss discuss Stan culture, um, see where it stems from. Um, Some of the people that we stand for, et etc. et cetera. Speaking of stand culture, really quickly, I want to shout out MNEK. Um, yes. He started following us on Instagram. Yes. Shout out to Malik, by the way, because Malik does an amazing, 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 amazing job with our Instagram. If you <coughs> aren't following us on Instagram, please make sure you follow the uh, podcast on Instagram. He's very active on Instagram. I promise I'm going to get better at the Twitter I promise y'all, and I promise y'all will be seeing me on the Instagram at some point. Like, it's coming. I know I don't post anything on there now. You
1: know what, Vaughn? I it's think it's coming. We're going to plan to do a whole Instagram takeover for you, and you like post all day. Uh,
0: yes, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. I take I you. it. Yeah, so shout out to Eminike because he's following us on Instagram and he's like liking our stuff, and that's really dope because he's a queer, you know, millennial like we are, and he's very talented. So, shout out to m and and if you're listening, what's up, what's up? Um, <laughs> but I wanted to start the stan culture. Now, of course, the term stan, if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't Google this, the term stan does come from the Eminem video. Do you remember the Eminem video yeah, for stan? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. I mean, that's, that's pretty much where it derived with, from. You know, um, making it up.
0: Right. So, a, a stan is someone that's like a super fan of, of someone. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, who was the first person that you ever, like, were a stand for? The
1: first person I ever, ever stand for was Beyonce.
0: Oh, come on. You, you've you been committed from so the jump. So, I've end. been
1: committed <laughs> to standing for Beyonce, you know, since the very beginning. I've never stand for anyone else but her. I've never come on, had the desire to stand for anyone else but her. <laughs> I've never had the need, anything. And it... Like, when I first saw her, she fills you up. She fills you yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah. So I just I, I saw her and I just knew instantly that this is where I needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> you better sell you better sell the hive experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the That's first hilarious. Time you it for your first artist. Um, the first person I ever was a stand for was was none other than Britney Spears. Okay. Um, I remember when I moved to America. It was like 1999. Um, 98 or 99? I think it was 98, like the end of 98. Um, and I remember like seeing Britney for the first time and being like, whoa, who, what is going on over there? Like, (laughs) I loved every, I knew everything about Britney Spears. My brother used to literally like him and his friends, whenever like they were hanging out, he would like bet money with them, like, ask him anything about Britney Spears and I bet you he knows the answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, we used to, I mean, I'll never forget the day we walked around Publix. Shout out to Publix because I miss Publix. Shout out to Publix.
1: Publix. Your neighborhood, your
0: neighborhood. Oh, so much. Grosser. Yeah. I miss Publix, but shout out to Publix. We were walking around Publix and my brother and his friend were were walking and he was like, man, I bet you $10. My brother knows everything about Britney Spears. And <laughs> like, his friend was asking me questions and I was just rattling off answers. Like, her height, her eye color, where she was born. How tall the day is she? she I, I knew How huh? old is she? Oh, I don't know this anymore. I think she's like five, five. I don't know any of this okay. anymore. I'm not a Britney Spears fan now, but um that was the first person that I was a stand I I was obsessed with Britney Spears. I knew I had bought all the albums. Like every album up until Blackout I bought. Um I got to see her live. I like every stand, like obsessed. That was your girl. Like like, like you loved her. That was the, that was my everything. Wow. And then, like you know, unfortunately, Kevin Federline happened, and that was like the first time when I was like, "All right,
1: <laughs> I'm not feeling
0: it's <laughs> going on here. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this portion <laughs> of the standing. Like, what is this?" And you know, ever since then, I've seen the light and the glory that is Robin Rihanna Fenty, bam. But you know, <clears throat> Britney was was my first. She was my first stay. The
1: first time live. I ever saw Beyonce, <laughs> there was this show that came on UPN. If you guys know what UPN is. Uh,
0: shout out to the UPN. UPN
1: is an old, like
0: may it rest in may peace, rest in, it's an
1: old network channel, Right. but th- there was a, a show, this guy, name was like Arnez J or something. I think his name was Arnez star or something. And he had like a video countdown and it came on late at night and destiny's child was on there. This one was all four girls. So this was like 98 and they were premiering with you. No, with me, with me, with me. Um and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl? Who is the girl in the front with the little belly roll? Like Beyonce had like a little bit of fat <laughs> on her stomach, just a little bit hanging over her her top, you know, over her her bottoms. It was just cute. Like I just knew then, like, wow, she is the girl. She is the one that I want to know.
0: She's the girl in the picture. She's the girl in the picture. <laughs> She's the girl. Uh um, <laughs> that's that's dope. So I I, I want to ask you now. Um, why Why for you is it that you stand for Beyonce? Like, what about Beyonce makes you stand? You know, stand? We,
1: Beyonce really reminds me of myself, honestly, because of the fact that when I think about her career, I see someone who started at a very young age trying to, mm-hmm. she was radical in her approach. Well, her father was radical in, in his approach of really trying to put her out there, um, give her all of the resources and curriculum she needed to be the best. And once she got it, She is just something just in her mind just all came together. She was really able to cultivate herself past what others had given her. And and I think what I respect the most about Beyonce is that she is so calculating and so intellectual. And so she does her research. She does her homework. And she's able to really look at the current standings of the industry and like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like. Right. How I approach business is the same way. Like, I look I look at what's happening in the marketplace. I say, okay, you know what? This is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to make it happen. And this is how I'm going to innovate whatever I'm doing. And that's why I stand for her. Because I feel like every time Beyonce comes out, she's thinking, how can I innovate? How can I do something that may already be happening, but how can I put my Beyonce legendary spin on it and make, it, and make everybody forget about everybody else who's done it except me? And that's why I stand for Beyonce, because she just, she cultivates every cell in her body for it to be the best. Whether, whether, whether it's, you know, her voice that has con, con, con consistently grown with her art, with her dancing, with everything. Like, everything about her continues to grow and develop. So that's why I just stand for her, because I feel like we're the same in that way of really trying to better ourselves every era.
0: Oh, yeah, that was that was a great, great response. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to say for me, the thing that draws me to uh, Rihanna, because that's who I quote unquote stand for. Um, for me, it was the first time that I ever kind of felt like I saw myself. Um, granted, I'm not a light skinned you know woman from Barbados, but <laughs> it was the first time I ever kind of saw myself in the music industry because she was young she was Caribbean and she felt like family that's really what it was she felt like family um and getting to know her personally um over the past what is it now 13 years that she's been around right I've yeah I've just continued to to she just continues to feel more and more like family and I see a lot of myself in her as well um like even you know the good and the bad and i always say like she lives the kind of life that like if i was carefree <laughs> then i would i would have like a lot of the things that she did when she was younger she's just always been bold she's always been brazen she's always been herself and as someone that kind of struggles with all of that like because i like being that person tends to draw attention to you even if you don't want yeah. it <laughs> and i there
1: and most people aren't out there in
0: that way exactly she's brave enough to to be herself and i'll be perfectly honest I don't like attention like don't focus on me do not I don't like when people look at me I really don't like attention so for me it's always been easier to kind of like blend in and like you know not ruffle any feathers and just kind of play the middle um so seeing her like say nah fuck all that (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna say how I feel I'm gonna do what I feel whether you like it or not even at times when it's pissed me off I've always respected it because she she does her um, and I love how hardworking she is. I love how she's made a lane for herself when everyone counted her out in the industry. Yeah. When everyone said she wasn't good enough. She she did everything that she had to do to be, you know, the woman that she is now. And I respect it tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. And she's funny. And she's, like, the prettiest person I've ever seen in my entire life. And she's hardworking. And she has an amazing tone. And she has... Pro- in my personal opinion the best ear for music in the entire industry she's just everything to me like she's like the cousin that like i aspire to be <laughs> like you know how everyone has like a cool big cousin yeah she's like that for me like my cool big cousin that like family you know what i mean so that's i definitely that's, see that's
1: that Familiarity within her, like she does have that down home, around the way girl kind of aesthetic, and right, I definitely see it. I, I think her and Beyonce they both have that real, especially Beyonce now, more now that she's like being a lot more open and 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 vulnerable. But I mean,
0: it's warmth, it's warmth.
1: But I really feel like if you if yeah. you if you study Beyonce, she's always been this way, like she's always been that around the way Houston girl, like Beyonce. In, in you know, in two thousand one, in Destiny's Child, when Michelle during the group was you know was, was talking about you know how ghetto she was and you know yeah. Third Ward and like I mean it, it's just I just feel like if there you, if I'll you, if I'll, if you I'll pay say this there was there was, there was a, where Beyonce was showing herself
0: right there I think I think the reason why most people don't know that is because there definitely was a repackaging of who Beyonce quote unquote is. And that was a very robotic, glossy, yeah. um, cold, almost transactional person. We didn't really see the the,
1: yeah. the, the
0: down the, the warm, home. down home <clears throat> yeah. regular girl that, you know, watches Real House of Atlanta that does all these things that everyone else does. We didn't see that until and I'm gonna say it, I credit that to Rihanna. Y'all can be really mad about that if you want to, but I think Rihanna made it okay for black women specifically in the industry to be themselves unapologetically, to be quote-unquote trashy or be quote-unquote ghetto or be quote-unquote, you know, probably too black for what the industry used to be. Um, and I think she made that okay. And I think she she made a lot of people... It's the I don't give a fuck, yeah. right? That's what it is. Yeah. It's, the, it's the don't give a fuck attitude, right? And I think Rihanna really made that okay for a pop star like a major major pop star to be that way because it was that was never the case before Whitney Houston for the longest while um was not herself yeah. she was this put together and, and we saw when B and Bobby Brown came everyone was like what the hell <laughs> like who is this woman but that was always Whitney we just never saw it because she had that Clive Davis you know packaged image and I think Beyonce had the same thing and Rihanna had the same thing too prior to to Rated R um where she was... she People didn't really know her. And when she got on Twitter and she was reading people and she was funny and she was intelligent and she was all these different things and she was quick, people were kind of like, whoa. <laughs> like, I didn't know all that was behind, you know, the Ponda Replay girl. Exactly. Or, you know, the, the, you know, Umbrella girl. Like, people didn't realize all that was there. Um, I think much like Beyonce... Same thing with Rihanna. Like, if you paid attention, you saw some of it there. Like, if you watched some of her behind-the-scenes concert footage or her DVDs or whatever, you would kind of get a glimpse of that. Yeah. But Rihanna made it okay for everyone to just not give a fuck and be themselves. And I think B benefited from that greatly because, you know, she repackaged herself. She showed us, you know, all of her, her truth from the from the, you know, the regular girl that, you know, eating Cheetos and, like, watching TV to, like still be a, a glamorous pop star so um. I definitely
1: agree <clears throat> I definitely think that Rihanna yeah. made it okay and <clears throat> said hey this girl is the, is the digital queen and not only is she and not only is she the digital queen but she's also like like you said just real as fuck and I definitely think Beyonce was able to kind of get in that lane with her and take advantage of the, the tone that had been said about black women I agree for sure
0: right Right. And I think for me, especially being Caribbean, I, it can be hard to, to relate to blackness in the American form. Um, like, even for Thanksgiving, when everyone talks about Thanksgiving, they always talk about like collard greens and like all these things. And I'm just like, that's great, but that's not my Thanksgiving. So for, for Rihanna, like, that's why I say for me, she feels like family. Like, even stuff like her going to, you know, um, Kaduna or Carnival in Barbados seeing stuff like that for me was really dope and like everyone there was like this crazy back, backlash in regards to it and people were calling her like all these names and she's a hoe and why is she dressed like that and why is she dancing in the middle of the road and like navigating that frustration for me was was it was frustrating but it was good because it was like that's that's us and, and you don't I don't get to see much of us and when I say us, I mean Caribbean people. Like, even hearing her talk in interviews and hear her accent come out. Like, all that stuff for me is, is, is what I connect to because, like I said, it feels like family. And we don't get to often see that when it comes to blackness. Um, as, a, as a non-American black person, it's rare that we get to see, like, Caribbean blackness outside of, like, some trivialized Bob Marley song or performance where someone is, where it has, you know, quote-unquote dreads those, you know, fake dreads, and they they have the, the weird Jamaican accent that isn't Jamaican. It's not patois at all. Like, it, we get to see so much of that. So when you get to see some authentic, for me, when I get to see, like, authentic, you know, island culture and island behavior, it just it makes my heart smile. It makes my heart smile. You get excited. Um, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so the whole being a stand thing, now, I think being a stand has changed. I remember, like, the early, early days of being a state, like an internet stand, like the YouTube comment, not even Twitter. I'm talking like the YouTube comment like days. Like going
1: in, like roasting. Right. The chat room yes, days yes. When,
0: when you literally like got off the bus from school and was like, okay, who am I reading today? Like, like that was... I remember
1: <laughs> MTV had a chat room. It was it an was MTV message board. And mm-hmm. I would get off of school, go to that message board. And I remember that this is when it got really hot. This is when D- Dream Girls came out and right. i got home well that was the
0: time dream girls came <laughs> out
1: i got so this is 05 i got home from school beyonce was gonna be or well, the whole cast was gonna be on oprah beyonce sang listen sang the house down to the ground i
0: that is a vocal that is a vocal that
1: is a vocal. i got on the message board was like now you bitches happy now you bitches fucking happy?" <laughs> she finally fucking sang the house down
0: because that was back when the Beyonce can't really Beyonce, sing. Beyonce, can't, Beyonce the, can't really sing. All she sing. does is run. She I remember. Because really I, I, I love, I love, B. So I love V. So I remember these days. Because I used to be like, wait a minute. Y'all not going to do Beyonce. So like, literally, she can sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
1: she literally got up there, sang, sang the house down, And I got in that message board and got to dragging everybody. I grew <laughs> so bad that they had to, like, block me. I had block like, <laughs> <laughs> I met another account and got to going <laughs> again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, re- I remember those days for me it started on youtube and in- on message boards like the first the, for me it was back in 2005 2006 i don't know actually more so 2006 for me than 2005 2005 i would peruse but i never really commented much um but i was on the rihanna daily shout out to rihanna daily i was on the rihanna daily message boards i was on the in youtube comments and i'll be a thousand percent honest like my I, I would have considered myself a Beyonce stan up until this point. Because um, like like I said, Brittany had her moment with Kevin when she fell off. And then like Christina was my everything for a second. And then B came out. Cause anybody that knows me knows I loved Kelly Rowland. That that she's my favorite Destiny's child member. Like again, familiarity, she's dark skinned, brown skin, like I am. I always just like for whatever reason connected to her more. But when Beyonce came out with Naughty Girl, whoo
1: <laughs> damn nah. whoo
0: naughty girl spoke to my spirit like it still does I, that's my favorite i love that song so much <laughs> i don't know why but i love naughty girl so much so i like really loved b um up until like when rihanna came out and i remember like music 2006 more so than than 2005 the people really started putting them like against each other and i was so naive and so innocent i didn't know any better you know what i mean like i would get on youtube to go watch rihanna videos and i would see like all these negative comments and i'd be like that's not nice. Why why are y'all be? And that was when like, I got first signed up for like a YouTube account and like I got to reading people, <laughs> I got to dragging people <laughs> in the name of Rihanna. Like, that was, the, that was my start of dragging, if you will. Um, but yeah, the message board era was like that girl. Even like, do you remember ATRL? Did you ever use ATRL?
1: ATRL yeah i never used that no
0: eight At- i don't blame you At- <laughs> ATRL was like the crux of it the- like if you ever want to see like the bad of standing or the obsessed with standing go to ATRL. like y'all think twitter is bad and granted twitter was savage back in like oh9 yes, 2010 it was bad. those days it was bad. the vintage twitter like days Houston, like <laughs> the way
1: people roasted her and <laughs> destroyed
0: her on Twitter. Y'all threw CDs at that young lady. Like, like what is wrong? The way the
1: people just, d- just disrespected Carrie Hilson on Twitter over Beyonce around the and <laughs> <I Am> Sympers <Scares laughs> era, I mean, it oh my was God. just breathtaking.
0: So that, that leads me to my next question. What are some of like the most like memorable or iconic... I- you know, I, bad moments for the beehive. I mean, like, what are the, some of y'all I moments where you, where you were like, okay, come we've on, guys. Gone, like, like, We've gone too far. Lot.
1: I think some of the bad beehive moments were, I think some of the karaoke. Cari- y'all threw CDs I at That is bad. I think, I think, that I think some bad. of the karaoke <laughs> dragging dragging went too far. Like, I mean, people were talking about everything about this girl. I mean, yeah. look, looking up her family members, posting their addresses, saying they were going to come hurt her family. Like, just really just dragging, 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 dragging. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. Like, this is this is getting much. Like, at this point, I was... Right. Uh, I was... This is my jun- junior year of high school. And I'm thinking, wow, like... No, 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 senior year. So, I'm like, this is getting much. Like, wow, this is a lot going on. Like, these people are really into it over Beyonce. And... Right. I was obviously standing. I had all the word up posters in my room. I was right there with them, but I was just like, "Wow, I think this is a little too much." So I kind of had to like back off a little bit with um, being there in the mix with all these random. And it, it's always the Beyonce stands who went the furthest, or I think just any stand group that goes the furthest are always the stands that don't have pictures of themselves. Any stand <laughs> that has a picture of like the the artist they're standing for is gonna like right. is gonna be a problem, bitch. <laughs>
0: Although I will say there are there are some savage I think the Hive might be the most savage stand group. Like, just because y'all go so far. Yeah, I think the Hive is the most savage stand group for sure. Y'all go so far. I mean, like the Navy, we're very like we get the job done. I mean, we've canceled, you know, sponsorships for Tiana Taylor. You know, we made it to CNN when we were dragging Chris Brown's mother. Like, we've we've had We've definitely had our our moments, but I, I I I like to say the Navy is like the cool drag. Like we'll drag you if we really have to. Like we'll get you out the paint if we really have to. <laughs> but we're we're kind of unbothered. We're kind of just like, "Oh, okay, she's still number 1 on the Hot 100." So like what are you what are you saying? <laughs> but we definitely have I, I would say our baddest what are some of like our worst moments? Let me think. The Tiana Taylor thing was definitely that was just though because she was talking shit what about the Sierra Um,
1: the Sierra battle when when she said good luck booking that stage booking that stage I was
0: gonna get into that I was gonna get into that I was gonna get into that Um, we're gonna we're gonna get there Um, we really are but um, I would say what's some of our see the Navy doesn't really like we're savage but we're savage in like a cute way like a like, we'll, we'll kill you, but we'll, like, bury you nicely. You know what I mean? Like, that's our savage. Whereas the hive would just, like, cut, cut you up and throw you over the cliff. Like, bitch,
1: it's, it's, so it's, you come for Beyonce, bitch, we're going to finish you.
0: Right. <laughs> like, the, the Navy's more like, oh, karma's going to get you. And karma always does. So shout out to her. Because we have karma on our side. We don't really need to be savage. Because, you know, Rihanna tweeted it. She said, you know, any tongue that rises up against me shall fall. And, like, literally ever since she's tweeted that, every time somebody comes for her, so some of their shit don't pop off. Like it just it happens. So we, we let that take care. But we're gonna go ahead and get into some of the most iconic moments from our phase. So what are what are some of your most iconic moments from Beyonce? I
1: mean, I think Beyonce has so many iconic moments. One of my I I, I like to go in eras. Um mm-hmm. so I think the fir- the first Beyonce's first most iconic moments, obviously the BT Awards. This is when, right. um, this is 03, when she had the big Beyonce cut out behind her, and she was in front of you the- You
0: think that's one of her moments? I'm sorry, that's mad. rude.
1: I think that was one of her, like, at the very beginning of her solo career. Like, because that was, like, Beyonce, like, bam. Like, the big the big lettering behind her name. She came out with mm-hmm. J D for, 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 for the first time, and like, I think that was a big, iconic moment. I think another big Beyonce iconic moment to me is obviously going to be the Super Bowl. You got mm-hmm. when she came in upside down at the VMAs. You got when she fucking did the Billboard performance with the big LED screen behind her. And she was, like, doing the movement with Run the World when they gave her the Billboard Millennium Award. Oh, yeah. I mean.
0: She did the hell out of that PowerPoint She did the hell she out of that, that. PowerPoint. <laughs> Bitch, that PowerPoint
1: was so sickening. <laughs> um, and so I. Those are the ones that are coming to me right now. Um. Um. Uh, uh, I oh, have to of say from I think her most her most iconic performance today is Coachella
0: I have to say for me Beyonce when I think my first like okay this is iconic moment for Beyonce was without a doubt Deja Vu at the BT Awards 2006 oh
1: yeah
0: listen listen yeah. she listen when she came through in that little silver two piece in that body and that big curly hair and that but she was all slimmed from um Dreamgirls she
1: was cut up her stomach was cut I, up. that
0: that was that for me was the first time where I was like oh okay this bitch ain't playing like everything else before them was dope that was cute but it was like eh, you know any, any pretty much anyone could have done that like it was dope but like you know Amy Marie could have could have you know did that but like for me I don't
1: think I think
0: well, I that think that moment, performance
1: at the BT awards it was she was out there by herself and we had never seen her like yeah. that before she was by herself and she was just belting that song out her energy was so high the hair was so big Have you watched
0: her have you watched that performance recently I have I have watched that performance in a while Which are you talking about 2006 I'm talking
1: about 2006 BT awards Yeah
0: when she op- yeah, that, when she opened the, the show ugh. Yeah, that was that for me was her first like okay, this is really iconic. Like this is this is one of your moments. That's my first one for for Beyonce, I think. Um for Fenty, oh my god. Ugh. Let me try and think like my first now Umbrella without a doubt. Without a doubt, the Good Girl Gone Bad album without a That's, doubt. That I um, think that
1: definitely cemented her.
0: Like that yeah. that was like okay. Cuz especially as someone like I said that that has loved her since the beginning there was so much talk about like oh she's a one-hit wonder oh okay she got one number one single but like she's you know she's she's a two-hit wonder she's not gonna be around that long she's just another one of those girls and then like even i remember when Um umbrella first came out so many people were doubting it so many websites were like eh we don't know like her hair is cute or whatever but we don't know and then like within weeks it was like this girl isn't going anywhere and the song is number one for like 10 weeks Umbrella, without a doubt, is is one of those moments for me. Um, there's so many. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Her first Grammy Award, like when? Because once again, that was like cementing the like, like further cementing the fact that she wasn't going anywhere. Um, but I think for me, my probably my favorite. I'm trying to think of my favorite moment. My favorite Rihanna oh my performance
1: uh, is probably when she did the Vanguard.
0: Yes. Oh no, she fucked that up. She sounded great when she did the, the the Vanguard Award. Um Oh my god, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think oh my god, the AMAs where she did a what's my name? Oh that was like wow. That was
1: good. That was good. That was good. That
0: was like good that was really good. Um but I don't know, Fenty has so many like she's done so much that it's hard to really wrap my head around like what could be a possible now? When Loud was nominated for Album of the Year, that was also uh, the Loud era in general was really that girl. Like as far as like perform like success wise, that era was very 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 successful. Like I remember her breaking all these records in the UK and like
1: was who's just, that it was like on Loud?
0: No, that was <laughs> that was not anything. Oh. That was for the Doritos. Shout out to you for who's that chick? I mean, I mean, I <laughs> know. Was but what era? <laughs> I mean, I know. That real was, was, but it was, what real
1: was it. Was in between.
0: It was in between Loud and Rated R okay. Like right before she went into Loud okay. She did For those that don't know She has a song called Who's That Chick Which is It was for a Doritos commercial um, And she did it with David Guetta And they'd have like three, Two or three videos for it But it was A blip um, But yeah she I don't know Rihanna has so many Like even the release of Anti And like all the the the, the 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 sloppiness Of the beginning of it And then like how that era Came out to be so defining And so important And so monumental and like just oh, there's so much. I think that the, the craziest thing for me when it comes to Rihanna is I think she's still so young that we have so much more to get from her and so many more um, defining career moments to get from her. So it's like it's crazy that she's already done as much as she has and still has room to do so much more like it's 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 dope. Um, But now let's, let's get into some of their personal moments. Now, (laughs) this is where I'm gonna have a little fun. Because (laughs) thanks. Thanks to Rihanna being on Twitter, we've had some very, very, very dope moments, some funny moments, some shady moments. um, Some beautiful moments. So, do you want to start with some of your personal, of like, non-career personal Beyonce favorite Beyonce uh, moments?
1: I remember she, she did an interview with Angie Martinez. This is, I think this was the B-Day era, potentially.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupree had kind of came out and made some comments. Yeah, yeah, it was B-Day because cause Janet also had Tony Y.O. at the same time. So, Jermaine Dupree came out and it pretty much was just saying that. Just saying, that, just saying that, you know, Beyonce didn't have anything on Janet, right? And right. uh, Angel Martinez was asking Beyonce, you know, so jan I mean, Janet, Jermaine came out and said this about you in response to Janet. What, what are your thoughts? And Beyonce says, God bless you, Jermaine Dupree. Like, I just, I just <laughs> love the fact that, obviously- That's an old Southern That's It's an read. old Southern read. Like, obviously, Beyonce doesn't have Twitter. She doesn't say much on Instagram. But it's like, Back when she did interviews, she would do, like, the funniest shit. Like, I remember someone was asking her, "Um, would you do a a, a duet with J-Lo? And Beyonce said, me and who?
0: (laughs) I remember that. You know? I remember that. It's just like,
1: I I just love the fact that, like, when she would do interviews, she would just be so funny and quirky and just quick with it, like, (laughs) and she literally was confused, like, me and who? J-Lo, bitch? Like, just, just real, like, classic old school Mariah Carey kind of Whitney Houston with her comebacks and reads. Like, I, I appreciate that about her. Like, Beyonce's not a, um, like I said, she's not on social media, so we don't have, like, a lot of the more social commentary from her that we see from a lot of the other great artists. But those are the moments that I really appreciate when she was just like, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Beyonce moments, I think personal, um, was without a doubt when she announced that she was pregnant with um, Blue. Yeah. At the the MTV Awards, that was really 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 dope because it, it was I think it was kind of like significant in our culture across the board because we had watched her and Jay for so long date, and then like I remember when they got married and like, it was like real hush. Do you remember that on Twitter? It was like real hush hush and we were like stalking the, they were stalking like the florists yeah, and the all florist, these people the that were like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. And then like seeing them be married and then people were always asking like, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to get pregnant? And she later revealed, of course, that she had issues, you know, with miscarrying. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she did get pregnant and she like showed, and, and I, I want to say that like, I called it like way in advance. I was telling people from like, run the world performances that, yeah, she's pregnant. Yes. I don't know I knew, how y'all don't like, You can Beyonce hear it. I knew Beyonce was
1: pregnant when the four era started.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you can you can hear it. You can tell like, the, the way can, she's moving her body, the way she's it.
1: dressing. Right, yeah. like her
0: hand is always on her stomach, her nose is running. Like she's like, she doesn't have a cold. Like you, you can tell that that she was pregnant. Um, so that was definitely one of my favorite uh, Beyonce moments. Um, I'm trying to think of another favorite Beyonce moment personally. Oh, her... Um, her, um, the, la, 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 the, documentary that goes along with, um, beyond, self-titled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really, really good documentary. A really, really good documentary. I love when oh, she's I really like, I can that. feel
1: God. He's in, he's, he's, I'm hot. I'm hot. He's within me right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's so, she's so Christian. She is so Christian. Um, she really is. Um, but now to Fenty. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> yeah. Fenty being younger than Beyonce <laughs> and on social media has been such a blessing. Now, me, I have a lot of personal favorite moments with, with Rihanna that aren't, like, shared. Just because we have... I have been blessed with, you know... Meeting her. The ability to be in her presence multiple times. And, like, having to, you know... Having spoken with her, like, in DMs and on Instagram, you know, DMs and all that stuff. Um... So, we won't share those. I just wanted to mention them as a light stunt. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, I have to say, without a doubt, Good Luck Booking the Stage. Good Luck Booking <laughs> that Stage You Speak Of is top five. Not even, I don't even know if, it's number one, really. It's number one, but I have some other personal favorites of mine. So, Good Luck Booking that Stage You Speak Of was so perfect because it was,
1: it was so the timely. perfect kind of
0: read for the situation. Like, Sierra was talking out of the side of her neck. You know, if you don't remember what happened, um, Sierra was on Fashion Police. Uh, May Joan Rest, Rose, Rest in, in Peace. Police. I'll
1: just say that. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was on Fashion Police, and they asked her about something that Rihanna was wearing. And instead of responding about the outfit, Sierra went on this, like, little tangent about, like... It was very... Okay, Sierra's a Scorpio, so we we can, we can be passive-aggressive, you know, at times. But sierra started discussing how like she met rihanna at and it was so funny because joan was like okay she's a bitch but what about her outfit but she 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 was basically saying that she's you know she and rihanna are are cool or so she thought because the last time she saw her at a grammy event um rihanna was like cold or whatever she wasn't like her usual warm self and she was like she don't know if it's because like you know she's change because she's more famous now whatever the case may be is so we know rihanna who happened to be on an international world tour (laughs) didn't have time for you know fashion police interviews um she i'm sorry it's funny she got on twitter and was like well damn bitch like you know did i forget to tip you which that was the first read did i forget to tip you (laughs) And people people don't give that one as much as they should because that is a fucking rude. That is a rose. Like, like, that is rude. That is a rose. Yeah. So she tapped her with the you know, damn seed, did I forget to tip you? And then Sierra, you know, hopped on and was like, oh, you know, trust C- uh, Rihanna. You don't want it with me on or off the stage. And Rihanna was like, girl, good luck booking that stage you speak of. <laughs> because in order for us to go back and forth on a stage, like, since you have to actually be able to book one. And that was... Iconic. iconic like that was yeah. a read like th- still to this day yeah to
1: this day good day, luck booking that of. You speak
0: yeah that so that's definitely one of my favorites um another one of my favorites this was in regards to um there was a back in like 2009 was it 2009 yes back in 2000 no this was it 2000. yeah it was this, back in 2009 there's an a basketball player by the name of andrew bynum yep And his PR people were pushing these rumors that he and Rihanna were dating. And, like, he would talk about it, but, like, never deny it. But he would always, like, allude to it to make it seem like it was real. So while Rihanna was promoting Loud, um, she went on the Ed No, 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 I'm sorry, not Loud. This was for Rated R. Yeah, this is for Rated R. Um, She went on the Ed Lover show, which doesn't exist anymore. And they asked her about, you know, so are you dating Andrew Bynum? And she was like... Don't even disrespect me like that. She was like the audacity of this nigga. And I died. Because again, this is two thousand nine. Rihanna wasn't even on Twitter like that yet. So for her to like be like the auda and still to this day I tweet like the audacity of this nigga. To like even front that we're like dating. So that's another another favorite of mine. Oh, there's so many. Oh my god, I'm gonna be here all day. Um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think what else there's oh my god there's just so many oh there's so oh when um her and you know redacted had broken up for the last time um she had a show in brooklyn that was on like his birthday and a fan asked her you know i'm sorry a kriana's you know rest in peace to all that shit fan asked her, you know, what, did she have anything planned special for that day? Kind of like hinting towards, is she doing anything special for Redacted? And she was like, I got a show in Brooklyn. That's, that's pretty much all I have is a show in Brooklyn. Like, I'm not doing anything else special that... Which, if you're a, if you're a part of the Navy, like, you get the the inside with all that. So that was another one of my favorite moments. But she just has... Rihanna has so many. I'm trying to think. She does have a lot of moments. Like, when she threw... <laughs>
1: Like, when she threw that money in uh, Stephen Hill's face at, at the BET Awards backstage. At the BET Awards? <laughs> that shit was funny.
0: <laughs> that shit was funny. Uh, that shit was funny. Um, so, off of that, I want to discuss maybe, like, now the more serious part of all this is how, for you, has being a Beyonce stand changed your life?
1: Well, first of all, I mean, I've grown up with this. It's someone that I've grown up with, literally. Uh, Beyonce's exactly 10 years older than me. Well, Ten years older in a month, minus, minus a month. <laughs> so, she, so she's ten years older than me, and, and I've grown up with her. I've grown, I've grown up watching her talk about her life in ways that are authentic to her at her own pace, and something that mm-hmm. I've always like struggled with is, you know, when to share, how to share, and I just think that Beyonce does it in the most authentic way when it's her time, and so it's something that I've just kind of watched her do, is grow and, and step into things that. She was fearful about doing, but she did it in the most, like, brave way. I, like, her first movie she did, um... Well... Fighting Temptations? Well, Car- Carmen was was the first thing. Oh,
0: bitch, Car- <gasps> Carmen! was How first did I film. forget Carmen? Carmen. Carmen oh, my... Yes. Oh, my... How did I forget Carmen?
1: Carmen, the hip opera. Yes, yes, yes. And then we had, um... Gold member, which was number one, might I add, a bo- huge, huge <laughs> block, huge blockbuster. But you know, she's just really inspired me to be a man of my word and to really try my best um, to do what feels right for me, and to, and to not be afraid of what others are going to think about what it's going to have to say. Because at the end of the day, all you have is yourself, and make sure that you that you're good within yourself, so that when it is time for others to come against you and to say things about you, and to put you down, you are so confident, you're so strong within your being and who you are and you're grounded that none of that shit bothers you, that it just rolls off your back. I just think about, you know, when, when Beyonce went through that, that desperate start breakup, she was so down and depressed and just, you know, going through it. Um, I remember so all the stories that were coming out about her, you know, d- during that breakup and just to see her come out on the other side being this survivor writing those songs producing those songs it just she's really just inspired me of being being more tenacious and being more fearless with everything that I want to do in my life and I just think that we come from similar backgrounds you know she grew up in a two parent household I did too her 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 dad worked in corporate america my mom worked in corporate america her mom was an entrepreneur my dad was an entrepreneur you know so right. it's just they're just a lot of and
0: y'all southern
1: and we're yeah. both southern so there's just so many dynamics and simulators that that are similar within our lives oh wait
0: isn't your dad from a- alabama as well my
1: dad's also from alabama her dad's from alabama exactly see, see look, at, look that. at that look at that so with all that being said um she just inspired me and, and shaped my life and just being more fearless and, 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 and being more tenacious with everything that I want to do.
0: I'm so happy you brought up Carmen because that has one of my all-time favorite raps in it. <laughs> um, sweetness flowing like a faucet, body banging no corset. Yes! Like, yes, it was yes! like, yes! really? Like, yes! Yes! you know, yes! brothers want a corset, but mad because they lost it. My game made them forfeit. Slicker than a porpoise and thicker than a horse is. <laughs> like,
1: come on! Like, like she snaps?
0: Right, like she released really that. Uh, right, <laughs> that was that was my shit. Shout out to Carmen. <laughs> um, for me, well, first of all, being a stan introduced you and I. Yes, it actually so did. That's yes, that's how definitely that's how we met. If y'all don't know, we met because Malik was a Beyonce stan. I was a Rihanna stand. And we were, we were like playfully going back and forth. Yes, yes, we were. And like, we started following each other. And then we were like, oh, bitch, I like yeah. you. Like, you cool. Yes, like, yes, yes. And that was back in the days when I was soup And I didn't know you can't really give strangers your number online or tell people your real name. So he knew both of those things. Yeah. Now nobody knows those things. Uh, yeah. like, so, well, I shouldn't say nobody. People do know my, some people know my, my phone number, my name, but. For the most part, that was back in the OG day, so that's definitely how we met. Um, I, R- Rihanna, I have had the pleasure of meeting Rihanna a few times. Um, you know, it's funny when people are like, "Oh, you defend someone and like you don't even know that person." I'm always like, "Who are y'all talking to?"
1: I know this bitch
0: because I, I like, I know, and her. she knows me. Like, she knows me by name, by face. <laughs> you know, she she flew me she flew me to New York, like put me up in a hotel and like i got to meet her so you know i'm not the average i'm I'm not the average i'm just joking i'm very much the average there but (laughs) i have had the pleasure of interacting with her on a personal level and that's been for me it's been really dope um just because like i said i get to see her very human like even i remember when she was working on anti um She and I were going back and forth, and she was like, so, you know, do you think I should work with this person? Um, Like, what, you know, what kind of sound? Like, she was really asking me for my, like, input on this album that she was making. And it was mind-blowing to me, because I'm like, I'm a regular-ass nigga. Like, you don't be asking me no, like, regular. Like, so for the fact that she was asking me questions in regards to the music that she was making was insane. Um, Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, being able to, like, have be as close with her as I am and I don't talk about I I never screen cap our conversations I don't do any of that kind of stuff because that's just weird to me like it, it just is even like now like every time she hits me up via Instagram DM I'm always like do you realize that you are Rihanna like you are Robin Fenty and I know for her she's she's a regular person And I try my best to to just act Like she's a regular person But I'm also on the inside like You are Rihanna (laughs) Like do you even realize That you are like Rihanna And for anyone that's ever seen her in person You know she legitimately Looks like a doll Like it's this It's it's the weirdest thing I'm always like you're a real Person but like you are just So Perfect (laughs) like how Um, But Outside of that, I've gotten to meet so many amazing people, thanks to being a Rihanna fan, like, I have been able to cultivate friendships, um, I've been able to bring a lot of people together also, like, I know a lot of people that are friends now, who started out kind of knowing me and not knowing the other person, and, like, I've been able to be, like, a connector for a lot of those people, I remember one time on Twitter, I think it was Kenny, shout out to Kenny, <laughs> I think he, it was either Kenny or it was Daryl, he was like, you're like the Oprah of the Rihanna Navy, and I was like, you know what? that is a high compliment that I will take because you were just bring he's like you just bring people together and I was like you, I, yes I will thank you I will own that Aww. but um, yeah it's been it's been um, definitely been life changing for me to have been a Rihanna fan because I've gotten to meet a lot of dope ass people I've gotten to learn a lot from these people like outside of um, outside of the stand shit I've gotten to like a lot of the the Rihanna fans that I started following were older gay men Men that were like five, you know, five to eight years older than I am, and like it's been, I've learned a lot about myself through those those men. Same thing with with Beyonce. Some of them are Beyonce stands, and I've just been able to build relationships with them, and like I've been able to navigate my own queerness through their their experiences and things that they've shared online. Because some of them are YouTubers, um, some of them are podcasters. Shout out to XD. Um, some of them like just working in – in, in, in in media And some of them Just have regular ass jobs But they They Have cultivated You know Personalities online And like it's It's been dope To learn more about myself Through those people So that's definitely um, One way that Standing has Absolutely Because I on, I honestly can say Like I don't know how Because that's the only way I've navigated my queerness I don't know how I would have done it Without that Especially if you, yeah, if you get what I'm saying I do
1: Yeah 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 Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting so, that as artists, you know, they, they're able to lend their mediums to so many people and everyone interprets it and, and, and does something with it so differently. Like, you know, your experience with her isn't like mine. It, it's not like my experience. I think that's what's so amazing that one artist is able to do and invoke so many different emotions for so many different people. through right. with their art. I think that's just, it's just, it's really mind boggling that. Absolutely. They have that effect on us.
0: Absolutely. So, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout um, out to do you do you have any funny or memorable moments that you want to share from your standing days?
1: Uh, I <laughs> You know what? I think the most funny one I already shared about the makeup on his clippers when I went to see the B. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ah yes, the okay. Yeah. Experience. Oh my gosh. So, so, so for those who don't know, I went um my first Beyonce concert. What was the experience? And I wanted to look my absolute best to see the queen because listen, when that when that pyro started, I wanted her to know that I was there in my best what? in my <laughs> best too. Um. So I went to the barber, and I and and before I got to the barbershop, I had put a little Covergirl foundation on. You know. Queen collection, shout out to, shout out to, shout out to Queen <laughs> Tifa, you know, I put a little on my face just to make sure I was all even, looking good, and I got to the barbershop, and, and the nigga was like, bro, you want makeup? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I may be on TV later, like, he was like, oh, okay, bro, like, whatever, nigga, like, like, your ass is makeup.
0: <laughs> um... That that's actually if you guys please go back and listen to the, that old episode. That whole episode is actually a key. Yeah, that whole episode is funny. It is. Um, I'm trying to think of, I have a horrible memory. This is what this episode is teaching me. I don't remember shit. Um, <laughs> there is I've had so many funny moments on Twitter, just in general, um, especially in regards to Stan related shit. Like I've I literally have so many. Like I don't even know where to start. Um, but what's one of my most memorable moments? Oh, I would have to say one of my most memorable moments was, shout out to Drew, Drew Chaos. He doesn't really tweet anymore, but, you know, shout out to him. He's probably never going to listen to this, but still shout out to him. I remember um, one time, one time, it was it was actually, this is through somebody else, actually. Rihanna was on Instagram because she went from being on Twitter heavy to now being on Instagram heavy. And um, she was talking about... Um, She was talking to someone in regards to like her fashion and what she's wearing. And she was like, Well, you know I gotta come, you know, they were basically saying, like, oh, you know you're so fly, da. da, da, da." And she's like, well, you know, this was back in like 2013, maybe. She was like, Oh, you know I gotta come correct, because if not, those those bitches, Vaughn and Drew, are gonna read me. (laughs) And it was so fun. That that shit had me dying because it was at random. It was at random, and I was just like, Again, why do you know me? Like, why it was like, why do you know me by like name? So that's that's one of my and you know that also shows that I don't kiss ass as a stand. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not one of those people that like tells you everything is perfect. I'm gonna get you together when I have to get you together. And being a Rihanna fan, I've definitely had to get her together because she has tried it a lot with my spirit and my patience. But you know that's what family does. So you know we let it slide because like I said, she's like family to me. So. Um, What's
1: your least yeah. favorite Rihanna era?
0: Oh, this is a loaded question. Um, there has been... Thi- I don't... Oh, ooh. I don't... Probably... Oh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. My least favorite album, I'll say, is Surprisingly Loud... I know for most people that's their favorite. I love music of the sun. Y'all can kiss my ass. Um, it's not a mixtape. People like to call music of the sun and a girl like me mixtapes, but like they are great albums. You just have to have taste to know that. Um, but I mean, those, those,
1: see, like, my, it's like contemporary R and B. Those albums, I feel like I mean,
0: yeah, it means yeah. That's the thing. It's 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 a mixture. It's like R and B, reggae, and that's for me. My favorite. Those are all my favorite genres of music. Yeah put together. So like why wouldn't I love them? But my least favorite okay, there's things about certain eras that I absolutely absolutely just hated. Um the rollout for anti. Absolutely hated the rollout for anti. And for me, uh, I think the reason why I hated it is because once again, Fenty and I are connected and I just knew. I just knew she wasn't ready to give it to us when when she was first trying to give it to us, like when when um, four or five seconds came out, and bitch better have my money. Granted, both songs slap. I bitch, especially bitch, bitch better have my money's my shit. But I could just tell she wasn't being confident in her decisions, and I could just like at that time she was also like uh, dealing with Travis Scott in whatever way she was dealing with. I don't know what that was. That was the I tried to black that out like it never happened. That was hard, very hard for me to watch. Um, the end of her Chris Brown. Relationship, like, the final end of it was really hard to watch because I was like, girl, you are making a fool out of you. Um, and that was really hard for me to watch because, especially because he was trash. Um, and, like, you know, he was playing her and you know, Karuchi against each other. And he lived for, he lived for the attention. He lived for having like Rihanna on a pedestal and also like keeping Karuchi on the side. Like he lived for having both options. And that was really hard for me to watch, but it was, you know, you know, she had to go through that. She had to grow. She was a young woman. She was, you know, learning that niggas are fuck niggas and you can't always save them. So, you know, that was really hard to watch, but it was also beautiful because I got to see her like grow out of that. So, you know, um, but that, I hated that. um, oh i'm trying to think the rated r era was my least probably my least favorite on a personal level just because um there was a lot of defending her then like it was really hard being a rihanna stand during that time because i felt like everyone hated her everyone wanted to see her fail and it was like i don't get this like she went through all this this hardship and like y'all aren't giving her any benefit of the doubt y'all aren't supporting her like it was it was <laughs> they were especially because again the era. right and especially again being caribbean it was like are y'all like and i always say this in regards to rihanna like rihanna is black but she's not like blacks black like and when i say blacks black i mean african american black. Yeah, and,
1: yeah,
0: america black and 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 because of that and, and navigating the space as a non american black person in america like, you see, I see it all the time. I grew up with it. Like, I remember, like, even I had a biology teacher who, like, argued with me in front of everyone for, like, 20 minutes about me being African-American. And I was like, no, I'm not, especially at this time, because I, I wasn't even a citizen yet. <laughs> like, I wasn't even a citizen at this time. This is 2008. I don't think, I was not a citizen yet. Um, so it was like, I'm not American in any kind of way. And she kept trying to tell me that I was African-American and I was like, no, I'm black, but of African descent, but I'm not American. Like, I have – I'm Caribbean. If anything, I'm Afro-Caribbean or, you know, black Caribbean or whatever the case may be is. But, like, I'm not – it's a different experience. And I, and I think the the nuance of the black experience, we're, we're still navigating and we're starting to understand and give language to a lot of these things. But, like, back then, it was – that shit didn't exist. And for me, I could always – I could always feel like black people kind of black Americans, I should say kind of disregarding her, her importance um, and disregarding her, her overall person. Cause I felt like if this would have happened to any other woman, any other famous black, you know, especially super, super famous like she was, um is it was just like, it didn't make sense to me that she wasn't given the same love, the same, you know, adoration, the same care that Chris Brown was getting. And I was like, he's the one that, that put his hands on someone. It was that. So that, that for me on a personal level is just super hard to, to, to deal with. Cause it was like, this shit doesn't make sense. Y'all aren't supposed to hate her for getting abused. Y'all are supposed to support her. Y'all are supposed to kind of be there for her. And granted Rihanna, Rihanna's approach to the, the whole domestic violence situation was different. Um, because I think people were so used to seeing a woman play the victim and i think that's all we've ever seen from women and when i say play the victim i don't mean fake it i mean like be, commit, be weak submit and to, be, like sad right.
1: and she wasn't like that right. she was strong will through, through she the was strong process.
0: exactly <clears throat> exactly she kept her head up she was fly as shit she she moved on with her life as best as she could and she didn't cry you know sitting and, and, and crying and kind of fall victim to, the, to that role. She decided to, to persevere and, and to not label herself as a victim and to, to kind of push against that, that whole image. And I think because we had never seen that before, I think, and, and I'll be very honest, I think people were, were expecting her to kind of fall into that role. and People
1: wanted her to be the victim because that's what we're used to. I yeah. think people wanted, I think the fact that she wasn't that way, it, it confused everyone and people didn't have the it language did. to be like, oh, she's strong. She's, right. you know, she's controlling her narrative. She's not allowing people exactly. to tell her how she should feel or tell her how she should, should act. I, I think that's why Rihanna get so much respect. I think that's why she's been able to pivot the industry in a way that, how we talked about earlier, Beyonce was able to take advantage of black women right. being in control of their image, them being raw and being authentic, and it being in it and actually being pop and being commercial and that selling too right. just as much right. as being stoic and being quiet is. And so I think that. Rihanna was able to just show who Rihanna is, and she wasn't afraid to not be manufactured and be so manicured. not be perfect. Yeah, she she wasn't right. afraid to be not perfect, and I just think that's right. why she's so special. That's why she's gonna go down being the icon that she is.
0: Absolutely, because when you're innovating, and the thing is, when you're innovating a new land and a new space, especially culturally, you're bound to get backlash from yeah. it because people have never seen that before. They've never they've never dealt with what that what that looks like you know what i mean like uh, on a everyday basis it wasn't normal and and because of that she did face a lot of backlash so that was hard to deal with but that album visually is everything which leads me into the next thing that I wanted to get into was some of our um favorite albums from these people people who are some of what are some of your favorite Beyonce albums favorite, do your top 3 your top 3 top
1: 3 Beyonce albums oh my gosh i hate this question um <laughs> Number I know mine. Off number one, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I hate this. I fucking hate this question. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with uh, B Day as number one. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, I'm gonna go with Lemonade. Mm-hmm. And number three, I'm gonna go with "Dangerously in Love." I, I,
0: that is that's a good. Three. I picked
1: those three because I think those three albums for me are "B Day" just with the production and with the fearlessness, with how everything. That's the Beyonce sound. That's the Beyonce sound. That
0: was that was when she innovated the Beyonce. That's sound. That's
1: when she innovated the Beyonce sound with the heavy drums and with the grunts and the growling and with just how. The production was so heavy and strong, and 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 just right. fearless, and all the bangers like that just cemented to me the Beyonce sound. Um, on dangerously, I'm sorry, on, on on Lemonade, I think I was really able, being being that I had I had finally had my heart broken at that point in my life, like I was able to really see the the levels in what it means to, to love someone. And for them to mm. love you, and for them to hurt you, and I think that Beyonce just well, well on the album, but and on I am, she was she was she was so vulnerable and just so real and raw and authentic and and and, and I feel like the Lemonade album, it it covered so many genres of music, um, and it just really for me was a body of work that was complex and thought out and I really appreciated that. And then the last one I said was Dangerously in Love. I mean, that's just classic R and B. It's just down home, good timeless music. I feel like you can cut Dangerously in love on at any point and those songs will knock. And um just the soulfulness and the sultriness of that album for me it it means a lot. There's so many great duets. Like, the closer I get to you with the Vandross, um, it's just one of my favorite songs of all time. And although some of the songs are a little dated, like Daddy, you can't play that anymore. (laughs) So much Daddy! (laughs) But those three albums collectively, I think, give you a good sense of who Beyonce the artist is. If you listen to those albums, that's like you'll, you'll be able to understand, like her ear and her music and her genre and just like who she is i feel like if you play those albums you'll get a good taste of like like a lot like if you never heard anything else that music those selections will be able to be like okay she is that girl
0: those are a good three. i think my top three are b-day self-titled and four okay um I I actually love a lot of the R&B songs on Dangerously in Love, but I to me that album doesn't do much for me only because I feel like again I feel like kind of almost anyone could have made that album. Um, Be with you and me myself and I are top two and Naughty Girl are top those top three for me. I, those are my those are my that's my shit. Um, I love all those songs. Be with you. Speechless. Um, uh, yes, even. This I is all those songs. Yes, yes speechless. Mama, yes. yes. I love all those, but I feel like that album could have been made by Ashanti or A. Marie or. Uh, I don't agree, know, but okay. Any one of those girls. Because it's just a general. I mean, they couldn't have done with the songs what Beyonce has done with them. So I think that's what she
1: did with those songs. For right. me, I appreciate it in that way. Like right. no one could have done what Beyonce did with those songs in R and B at that time. Like no one could have made those songs sound the way they sounded then.
0: I think they could have made them, but I don't think they would have delivered them like Beyonce's been able to deliver them over the years. Like especially the way she's been able to reinvent Crazy in Love, oh, yeah. um, a trillion times and still make it fresh and still make it good and make it iconic. Uh, the vocal that she gives for Be with You. Not that many people can withstand, you know, all that upper chest voice. It's just a lot. Um, but I, I don't think that album is that. And Lemonade also is not that good of an album. Don't kill me. I know y'all want to, like, fight me through the, the, the speakers right now. But, like, it's just the visual carries that album, in my personal opinion. But my top three are B-Day because I think that originates the Beyonce sound. I think that is... Beyonce it's sassy it's funky it's R&B it's fresh but it's cunt yeah and and that's the Beyonce sound um self-titled is number two for me because I feel like that that made Beyonce that next level tier of of superstar that not many people get to reach it it made her I I always say this and some people take it as a, a read when it comes to Beyonce but I think Beyonce's best asset as an artist outside of her of course her um her determination and her ambition and her work her you know her drive out that aside I think Beyoncé's best um attribute is the way that she's been able to adapt to what's going on in the the in in the the business the culture and in the business and in the sound there, there, I feel like there's people that innovate sounds, there's people that innovate culture, there's people that make these lanes and these they curate these moments. And then I feel like there's artists that adapt to that really well and take it to the next level. And I think that's what Beyonce did with Self-Titled. I agree. She, she had four, which was supposed to be like, she was trying to return to this like authentic R&B. She's like, I'm not chasing these hits. I'm not doing da-da-da. She, she had this four album that was supposed to be like this thing for her and it wasn't. And... I think she had to assess everything that was going on and kind of say you know whoa why is this happening why what didn't click as far as the culture as far as the sound as far as the community what didn't work and she she was able to do that and she changed her sound she changed her image she adapted to what was going on and then she mixed that with her her drive and her hard work and her her striving you know she wants to be the best like, no question. Beyonce, her vocal is as good as it is because she wants it to be. Her performances are as good as they are because she wants them to be. She needs for them to yeah. be. Um, and I, I, I respect that because if I was an artist, I would be the same way. Um, so that's why, for me, self titles is at number two because I feel like that was, like, a real cultural shift and it changed her her career trajectory and it changed, of course... The landscape of know, the way people release music The now. landscape of people... Yeah. Right, right. Um... And then I'm gonna put four, although I kind of gave it a little bit of fever just a second ago. Four for me is is just a great album. Party is still my shit. Yes. Still party still knocks for me. Countdown still knocks for me. Um, it gave. She gave such a great vocal on that album, and, and for me, I feel like it's just of her, the body of work, the bodies of work that she's released. It's not the most popular. It's not the most pop. But it's such a great album. So for me, those are my top three. Um, My top three for Rihanna, easy. This is easy for me to do. Anti is number one. Um, Rated R is number two. And Good Girl Gone Bad is number three. Um, Now, I want to say, people give um, Talk That Talk a lot because it has like a few bad moments. But that album is a strong five. It's a strong. Is it five out of ten? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like out of her eight. Oh, oh, it's oh. Like okay, okay. A strong five. Um, no, because I tend to like. I love music of the sun, and I love a girl like me a lot. Like I love. I could live. I can listen to those albums now and get my life. So it's hard. That is hard for me to do. But yeah, I think loud is my least favorite. Surprisingly, I it's it's a lot of uh, commercial Rihanna fans like to call them their favorite Rihanna album, but it just it doesn't feel like rihanna it, it it feels like she would she needed to make an out and she did she needed to change her image she needed to to let people know that hey 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 hey, i'm not this sad you know dark counted out girl that you might have thought because you didn't really pay attention to rated r you just paid attention to the dark visuals um so she was able to like turn it around and that that album saw a massive success um, internationally and in the US. Like I said, it was nominated for Album of the Year, she had Hella Number Ones, like who's that girl? But sonically, when I'm thinking Rihanna, like my top three are Anti, Rated R, and then Good Girl Gone Bad. Because Good Girl Good Gone Bad is a classic. Like that's, that's another my pop Rihanna album, classic. Good
1: Girl Gone Bad. That, that's the one I'm most familiar with obviously because of all of this the the digital success. But then there were so many songs that weren't singles that I was like hearing like Breaking Dishes is one um, yeah. that I just I think just made me just pulled me right on into the um, album
0: absolutely yeah. so that was that is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we
1: well we wrap That's... it on up no but Beyonce's the queen she's the queen of music <laughs> she's the queen of the world
0: she's the king she's the
1: king and um yeah
0: so, hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, tell a friend to tell two other friends about the show. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, myself at underscore v a u n or Malik at yo Malik. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Vonagram, That's me and Malik. Your Instagram.
1: I am at Malik Khalid Yoga. And you guys, be on the lookout for our profile series. We're still actively uploading different profiles. We're going to have another one next week with the uh, iconic Terry Theory will be profiled. So be on the lookout for that. If you have not uh, listened to the conversation with Wesley and I, it's on our website, uh, growingupgay.com. Shout out to Wesley. Shout out to Wesley, Mm -hmm. a good friend of ours, uh, backslash Malik. And you can read his profile there and listen to the audio at the link. Uh, So, yeah.
0: All right, guys, I am I I